0: Good evening. Um, I see some people were here uh, that were at Cremor with me this morning. So nice to see you again. You get to hear me lots today. Hopefully that's a good thing. Um, up I'll stay down here. So I get the, the privilege of starting off our week of prayer. The week of prayer is something that's done at a lot of churches. Uh, but I'm excited to be here, and it's cool that there's actually services happening through the entire week to kind of get us into this place, to get us off to a start in this year. I know there's uh, lots of places that kind of leave the churches opened or they maybe do a midweek service, but it is pretty incredible to be able every day for a week to have the opportunity to gather and worship and pray. And as we're starting this new year, I know a lot of times, And New Year's comes with resolutions. Anybody make any resolutions this year? I've basically given up on making resolutions because about by now I've usually (laughs) given up on them. But usually as we start a new year, it's always about trying to do things better than the year that has just passed, right? You're hoping this is going to be the year that I finally organize the shed or we finally travel or I finally read my entire Bible through in a year, or whatever that thing is that's just been kind of sitting in the back of your head that you've been wanting to do, maybe for a year, maybe for years. And this year, I think all of us are hoping, hopefully this will be the year where we can just go back to living normal, and we don't have to distance and mask and all those kinds of things. And that's something that I'm sure all of us are praying for. And hopefully this will be the year, maybe even this month. Who knows? God can turn things around quick. And so as we dive in this morning... I don't know if that's where I'm talking. I feel like my voice is echoing around me. <laughs> um, we are all here today because you have, at, to some level, decided this year I'm going to start off with God. I want to take time, put aside time to make him the center of the beginning of my year, and hopefully that's something that we will carry through this entire year, that every day... Every morning, I know usually I try and start, at least I end every day praying. Um, Usually I try to start every day praying, but I have a three-year-old who usually jumps on my head and occupies my time for a while in the morning. But, and again, these are the things, right, in our lives, our day-to-day lives. There's always something that kind of steps up, that gets in the way. And as we start this year, uh, the the team has decided that we're going to go through Psalm 24. And today we're just going to look at verse 1. So Psalm 24 is a Psalm of David. If you read in your, your Bibles, a lot of um, the translations, it'll say this was a Psalm written on the first day. It seems like a weird thing to point out. Um, usually if somebody writes an important book, it doesn't say, and this book was written on a Thursday. That's how they intro the book. But I think it's it's significant. Obviously, they put it there for a reason. It was a time of reflection, a time of gathering in order to prepare for something new. And as we're starting a new year, what better time to jump into this passage, a passage that was designed to start off with anticipating something new, something that was starting. And so one verse may seem like not a lot, but the Bible is really incredible in that every verse, I could probably spend an hour just like digging through. There are some that are short and the ones that say this guy was the son of that guy who was the son of this guy. Um, And I promise I won't take an hour Today, But um, we're going to just jump in so we can go to the next slide. This is verse one of our psalm for the week. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. So, yeah, just go stay at the verse for now. I'll come to that in a second. All right. Um, so this is a verse. It's, it's pretty short. There's nothing all that incredible about it. So why, as we start the new year, do we want to take time to reflect on this? And as I was looking at it, the first thing that jumps out, obviously, is that it's saying the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth is God's. And I think a lot of the time we can get caught up in trying to get things for ourselves. I remember when I was, I think I was 24, the first time I got my own car. And it was the first thing in my life that was significant that I had ever owned. And I was very excited. Before that point, me and my mom had shared a car, which meant that um, we had a car that was hers. And then slowly over the course of five years, it became my car. And she got it when she absolutely needed it. At one point, I lived half an hour away and the car stayed with me. (laughs) But that was so that was a car that I had and I used, but it was never really mine. So the first time that I bought a car, like I worked, I saved up and I bought this car and it was mine. But when I read this verse, I realized that it was never really mine, right? Everything that is on in creation is God's. God is there in the beginning. He will be there in the end. And everything that exists in between is his. And he has gifted it to us for a short period of time. And so as we start this year, we're taking today especially, but through this whole week, to just reflect and say, hey, God, everything that you have given me, my job, my car, my home, my family, my health, the ability to wake up and step out of bed. These are things that God has blessed us with. And it is our job, is our responsibility as people who have chosen to follow Jesus to bring those things back to God, to thank him for them, and ask him how he would like us to use them. So as we start this year together, I think it's important to just take inventory of the things in our lives and ask God what to do with them. And as I was doing... Uh, research. Again, there's not a lot when it's just one verse. But I found uh, this man named Gregory of Nyssa. He's one of the early church fathers. He existed about 300, existed, he lived about 300 years after Jesus had died. So pretty early on in the church. And this is a quote from him. It's, it's long, so I'm just going to jump through a few of them. You can go to the, the first part. He's a little harsh in his wording, so you have to bear with me. So the first thing he says, it is the passion of having that gives people a false title of lordship over that which they can, that can never truly belong to them. Saying we, we desire to have things either for safety or just for the sake of having stuff. I know there's lots of things that I would like to have that I don't really need. I love smart home stuff. The ability to like push a button on my phone and have lights go on and off is something that brings me lots of joy. Do I need that? Not really. But we have this desire, and I think our culture especially always pushes us to have the new thing, to get that that next thing, the new phone, the new car, the new whatever, and we uh, need to make sure that we don't get caught up in that, this desire to just have for the sake of having. He goes on to say that the earth abides forever, ministering to every generation, first one, then the other, that are born into it. Highlighting again as he looked at this verse that God has created the earth, has been here for thousands of years, and it will be here after we are gone. And we have this little window of time where we are blessed to be here, to be part of the story that God is building through all of creation. And in the midst of that, we need to remember that there are those who came before that we need to thank, and there will be those here after us. So the house where I live now, it used to be just a little plot in a farmland, and who knows in 100 years from now where it will be. And the things that we have accumulated, the things that make up our lives we have for for but a moment. And this is how he ends his statement. He says, they in their excessive vanity. They think that they are its lords, that they now born, now dying, rule that which remains continually. A little bit dark to be starting off a new year. But this, I don't know, for whatever reason, when I read this, it really sat with me and just kept playing in my mind, this concept that we are here, And we are born and eventually we will pass away. And yet God and his creation will exist forever. The Bible says that God has created the the world at the beginning of time and that he's returning to restore it back to its original point someday in the future. And yet we are here and he's invited us to be part of that eternity. But for now, we are just part of this, this little season, this little moment that in the beginning, the earth is the Lord's and through all of time, the earth is the Lord's. In James four, it says, come now, those who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town or spend a year there trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life for we are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills it, we will live to do this or to do that. And again, this kind of just brings us back to the, to this point that the world is the Lord's, that everything that happens, everything that we are, it belongs to him. And this is humbling. And I think as we come into this new year, we need to take this posture of humility and say, God, what is it that you would require of me? What was it that you want of me this year? Thank you for these things you have given me. Allow me to give them back. And he will multiply those things to bless not just you, but to bless the communities around you, to bless the neighbors, to bless all those who come in your path when we really choose to give up and to bring back the things that he has given to us, he is able to do way more than we ever could. And then, last part of the, the verse, which is exciting too. remember, I focus mostly on just the first line of that verse. The second line says, the world and those who dwell therein are his as well. So this is to say that creation is his, but you are also his. And that means the same intention, the same desire that he has to restore, to heal creation, to use the things that he has created are true for us as well. As we go into this year, he cares for us. And that's why I find it. It's not, I mean, it's not easy a lot of the time when he asks us to give up things that we want or that we desire. But when we understand that, we are also his and that he cares for us in the same way that a intent gardener cares for their garden in order to bring about beautiful flowers. That's how God looks at each of us to bring us through things, to give us things, to guide us, to teach us, to train us, to make us into something that is beautiful, something that is impactful, something that has purpose. And as we start this year and just reflect on this fact that creation is his and that we are his, And we can rest having peace. We just came out of a season of Advent where we looked at hope and love and joy and the peace of Jesus coming. Those are things that carry us into this new year. These are the things that he wants to bring into our lives and through us into the world around us. And I want to just end with this. In another Psalm, David says, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is... God. He who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He cares for us. He guides us. He leads us. He strengthens us in the good and in the bad. And because of that, it is our joy to surrender everything that we are, everything we have back to him. And remember that it was his before it was ours. And because of that, he will continue to use it to do great things as we continue to surrender it back to him. Back. All right, let's pray as we before we go back into worship. Um, Yeah, team, you can come. God, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity to gather, to worship together, to just sit in a moment of worship in silence or whether it's with music, to call on you. God, I thank you that the world is yours before we are here, that it is your creation, it is your thing, and that we are just here to help The pressure is not on us to fix everything or make everything perfect. The pressure is just for us to come alongside, to follow you, and to do what you are asking us. So God, I pray that as we start this week, as we dig through the rest of this psalm, that you would just help us to understand what you are doing in our lives. God, I thank you, and I pray that you would just help me to to actually follow through with these things when There's moments and days in this year ahead that seem hard and we just want to do everything our own way, that you would just remind us that you love us, that you have a better plan and help us to come along and to surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen.